Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Bayer, also known as Bayer, sells everything from aspirin and cancer medicines to shoe inserts and soybean seeds. But the focus has been on its sales of Roundup Weed Killer as it faces suits from 13,400 plaintiffs over that weed killer. Tomorrow's annual meeting is shaping up to be its most contentious in years with influential shareholders blaming management for not foreseeing the legal risks associated with buyers' takeover of Monsanto. Joining me is Robert Hockett, a professor at Cornell Law School. Bob, in separate trials, juries found that Roundup caused the cancer of two California men and awarded massive damages, $80 million in one case and $289 million in another. Bayer says it's going to keep fighting these cases. What are the odds that it will fare any differently in future cases? Well, June, uh, I think the odds are actually not not very good for Bayer. I understand their sort of urge to be defiant, maybe, and try to you know, take a confident stance. But I think this is probably uh, maybe a bit foolhardy at this point. There are over 11,000 suits pending, uh, as you know. All Bayer has to do is lose even two or three of those to face significant trouble. And the idea of you know defending all of them, particularly given how much evidence there seems to be out there that does indeed incriminate Roundup, notwithstanding the sort of contrary evidence that sort of cuts in the opposite direction, I think the better part of valor would probably be to settle these things as quickly as possible. Buyer CEO and management are going into Friday's annual meeting facing this backlash with shareholders blaming the management for not foreseeing the legal risks associated with taking over Monsanto. The company says its executives reviewed the risks connected with Roundup diligently. Should it have foreseen Mm -hmm. this massive litigation? It's hard for me to see how they wouldn't have foreseen at least the risk, right? My understanding is that there's great disquiet among the shareholders for two reasons, right? One is, again, the acquisition of Monsanto in the first place. And then the second is the decision to go ahead and and adopt this sort of defiant posture, you know, in the face of the uh, litigation. I think that with respect to the first question of whether to buy Monsanto, I I just I can't see how the risk would not have been foreseen. And again, the key point here is that even if they feel confident on the science, even if they think they're going to win some of the suits on the merits, the fact is that when you've got that many thousands pending, the thought that you could win them all, I think, is just, uh, again, uh, a bit wishful thinking, I suppose. So a federal trial was set for May and it was adjourned. The judge had ordered mediation. Does that tell you anything? Not really. I mean, the problem with this, again, is when you have this many lawsuits, you can expect a lot of sort of eccentric, sort of uniqueness-making quirks in each one of them, right? Each one of them is going to have particular characteristics that, that render it different from the others. But I don't think any one particular result or any one particular procedural development in any one of these suits really tells us much about the other 11,199. Bayer is appealing the first verdict that was handed down. That's already been cut down by $211 million. So what are the odds here? Is the verdict likely to be overturned, pared down even more, or remain the same? I can't, of course, proceed with any with crystal clarity, but I suspect that that ruling will be upheld for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first is the fact that the judge uh, sort of took down the award amount 
only uh, signals, in my view, a certain ambivalence on the part of the court toward punitive damages. The court did not cut back on the compensatory damages, which really are the, the damages that are sort of relevant to the merits of the case, right? Secondly, the particular ground on which uh, Bayer is looking for an overturn has to do with a particular evidentiary ruling made by the court, but that's a bit of a Hail Mary pass, in my view, because the court was quite open to the allowing all sorts of evidence cutting in both directions into the original litigation. I don't think anything hint on any one particular piece of evidence that the judge ruled uh, was too prejudicial to admit into the court. But I suspect, in other words, that Bayer is fighting a lost cause, even with respect to that one particular lawsuit. And again, that's not even to mention the, the many that are that are still pending. Now, again, I might be wrong on this. I'm sort of shooting from the hip here in the sense that there's always a certain amount of, you know, kind of gut instinct that enters into our predictions about how these things are going to go. But, you know, thus far, the course of the litigation has been sort of garden variety if I might sort of pun a bit, is the litigation has sort of proceeded more or less in the way that we would have expected. You know, there's a lot of scientific uncertainty as to just how tight the causal nexus is between cancer and Roundup, but there's a lot of evidence that suggests that there is a link, even though there's contrary evidence as well. We can expect accordingly for some courts to come out one way, some courts to come out the other. Uh, in addition, of course, some of the um, claims that are made against Bayer is that they were acting, or that Monsanto at least had acted to conceal, at the very least, the potential dangers of Roundup. And insofar as that happens, punitive damages are going to be in the offing in some of these cases. Uh, and Bayer, in acquiring Monsanto, of course, acquired all of that potential liability. And that's, I think, what has the shareholders troubled, right? That just the risk that was taken on in doing this. Not that they don't think that Bayer was completely unmindful of, of this, but they seem to have decided that Bayer's uh, management and board were, were too cavalier about the possibility of significant liability. And it's hard for me to find fault with the shareholders when it comes to that. I would have been, I would have been inclined to be much more cautious than it seems Bayer was when it came to acquiring Monsanto. Because this roundup stuff was in the offing and everybody knew it. When you look at the punitives, the amount of punitive damages that both these juries meted out to punish mm-hmm. buyer. Does that tell you how jurors are going to view this company versus these individual plaintiffs who are you know, suffering from cancer? Yeah, it's certainly a good preliminary indicator, June. I mean, the thing, again, to remember about um, about punitive is that, you know, these are sort of, as the term suggests, these register indignation on the part of the jury or the judge or both when it comes to the behavior of the liable party. And, of course, here we're talking about the behavior of Monsanto. But Bayer, as the successor in interest to Monsanto in having acquired Monsanto, ends up, of course, facing the brunt of that very indignation. And it's looking as though there's a good bit of indignation out there about how Monsanto handled the emerging data that suggested at least a significant likelihood that Roundup was indeed associated with cancer or causing uh, cancer. Is $5 billion the number you're hearing to settle all the cases? Uh, I've been hearing numbers ranging between five and six, basically. I don't know, you know, how much credence to place uh, in those estimates, but that does seem to be the the range within which people are sort of imagining what settlement would entail. And that looks like a bargain to me. (laughs) Thanks so much, Bob. That's Robert Hockett, a professor at Cornell Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.